I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. All right, man. So, uh, different different uh, setup here, but uh, yeah, this is, this first is time, interesting. First time face-to-face. Yeah, like, I'm trying to look at you, but look at my screen now. I can't, like... Have them side by side. You can't, you can't. You can't be the guy in the chair anymore. <laughs> so I can't. I can't put my notes directly beside your face while we're doing this. Well, we also have to like. I guess you just break the fourth we, wall. We have, like, everyone, we have to, like open it up to like. Is that what just, we do? <laughs> just every once in a while, just, just do it to Zach Morris. That's <laughs> the. Uh, it's the. It's the uh, Will Smith from Saved by the Bell, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If that kid doesn't do that in the new Bel Air TV show, I'm not watching it. He has one chance. First just episode. one, just the first episode immediately. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. I think we should uh, get this show on the road, man. You know, Matlock comes on at nine, so yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I gotta get, get home and see that. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back. And welcome to this week's episode of Movie in a Pod. I am Clyde Smith. And I am Javier Villalobos. On this week's episode, starting off for season three, we're discussing the trailers for Blackout, Studio 666, that dope looking Moonlight trailer, and our movie of the week, Spider-Man 2. JV. Yes, sir. Lovely to see your face, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying really hard to, to, to look at you. We are in, here, in our makeshift studio. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a full-on studio right now. It I is a... So. I mean, we, we, got, got, we got a ring light, man. We got a ring light, dude. <laughs> sure. we got a, got a camera. Yeah. We got some studio mics. Oh, yeah, yeah. We can, look at, like, we're, we're Snoop and Dre. We can, <laughs> we can draw some hot shit right now, dude, okay, with these bad boys. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, man. Um, was your break pretty good? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, not too eventful. I mean, just still uh, trying to avoid certain things in the world. 
We went through axes the other night, me and the wife, uh, with some friends of ours from the band. Oh, wow. Uh, there's a little axe throwing place called Iron, I think it's called the Iron Axe Society. Okay. Uh, out at Gibson Mill inside there. It was a lot of fun. Shoulders hurting pretty bad today. Bro, I mean, but they, look a, back lot, they look a lot bigger, though, man, <laughs> than the last time I saw right, you. Right, just pumped up from throwing axes. Just like you? Thor and, like, Love and Thunder <laughs> right now, man, you know? <laughs> oh, just arms. Just all arms. Nothing. Just shoulders no out the here, right? <laughs> good deal, man. Yeah. Good deal, brother. Well, let's talk some good stuff, brother. And oh, before yeah. we jump into everything here... The thing that dropped over the break, man, John Cena, <laughs> Peacemaker, bro. This show, you know, written by James Gunn, yeah. produced by him. Got a few different directors. He directed a few episodes, man. But just fantastic and something <laughs> weird that we've never – I thought the Suicide Squad was is yeah. like something that like it doesn't get any better than this out of the weird mind of James Gunn. Right. And then he goes and does as a follow-up, man. What were your thoughts? Well, I think the fun thing is it's on HBO Max. Yes. So they can do whatever they want to do, basically. And they do. Uh, <laughs> they do a lot of a lot of interesting stuff on this one. Um, that opening dance scene. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that slide in. Bro, I couldn't see him. I couldn't see him, bro. I mean, it was really hard to. I, I saw the rest of the cast. <laughs> But then the eagle at the end, dude. Best part, just fantastic <laughs> cast. Right now, like who? And we're only what three, four episodes in, so we're not deep into it. Yeah, four episodes. But right? it opened with three. It opened with three, and then one we night. just had one drop. So your favorite characters so far, outside of uh, John Cena's character? Oh boy, the the. Um... Small green karate guy. Uh, Judo master. Judo master. <laughs> Judo master dude. <laughs> dude just starts whipping ass. <laughs> like he just wakes up and immediately goes to whipping ass. <laughs> and uh, so far he's been probably the most amusing one uh, action-wise. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, they all play a, such a good part in the, in the whole story. Like every everybody does. Like your boy, when he's hitting him, and the other dude is hitting the head with the tire iron or whatever. <laughs> Vigilante's my favorite. Yeah. Dude. That dude is hilarious. Yeah, he's, a, he's pretty good. He's uh he's a best friend, right? Hey man, that's, that's what best friends best do friend. for each other. <laughs> goes what's he go to jail? <laughs> he goes to jail to kill kill his dad and it just doesn't go well, right? Oh no. Like, oh no. Like part of it, like he starts to complete the plan, but he just goes so off the rails. I, I feel like that's his thing, right? <laughs> like, he, like he he starts and has a good intention for everything and then just kind of falls apart at the end. 100%, yeah. man. 100%, dude. <laughs> no, nah, but let's let, let's keep on cranking this show out, man. This is fun. This is fantastic. Out the weird, strange, beautiful mind of James Gunn, man. And, mm-hmm. and one thing I, I will say to like before we move on is it turned out that Peacemaker was the villain, one of the villains in the Suicide Squad. And then we're watching this, and only J- only the way James Gunn can. You yeah. feel for this guy. Well, because once again, it rolls around. Uh, he thinks he was doing his job, mm-hmm. or he was doing his job. So he sees himself as the hero, even though he had to do what he had to do in the movie. Yeah. And... This one really is kind of picking up those pieces, and 
and it's really like trashing himself. Like the show kind of trashes Peacemaker at the beginning with the other characters, like just always talking shit about him. I love it. Man. <laughs> I love it. So he's he's already going through like a whole bunch of emotional stuff in these first four yeah, movie man. four shows. Yeah, dude, this one definitely has my attention. Um, I want to see this, and I want to see more stuff like this. Yeah. From James Gunn, man. Let that man just create. He's one of the best mm-hmm. right now doing it, man. So, all right, brother. You sent me a trailer, and I sent you a trailer. So let's talk about these real quick, man. I sent you. Uh, you know, I'm a I'm a big fan of uh, Liam Neeson. Yep. Uh, this dude is. Uh, you know, he's a he's a Jedi. He's a <laughs> forgot he was a Jedi. He's a, he's he's a Batman's. Um, Tutor, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Mentor. He's, you know, he he's just done everything. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and it looks like out. in this movie, Blackout, not his daughter, not his wife, or I mean his ex-wife, but now it's his granddaughter who gets abducted. And he's looking to blow up the whole damn city <laughs> for him, bro. Take all of them. <laughs> just, just, like... Oh, man. And I love how, like, when you were looking at the trailer, like the artwork... And then you listen to the, or you watch the trailer, and it has that line: "You need to call more men." <laughs> just so, just, I, I don't know how to feel about it because it is Liam Neeson, and you know he's he's a character you like to watch. But this movie so far, this trailer didn't give us a whole lot of whole lot of good stuff. I don't feel like. Well, like, <laughs> well, like, don't get me wrong. I love Liam Neeson. Yes. But the man is like 83 years old, mm-hmm. okay? And for you to continue to be an action star in these movies is not believable, okay? <laughs> Just throwing people around without any, like, not even walking around with, like, holding his back or nothing. <laughs> nothing at all. So it takes me back to Taken 3, which yeah. I don't know how long ago that was, right? But so, so Liam Neeson is 69 years old. Oh, well... I said give or take, right? I'm just saying he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's not a he's not spry he's, anymore. Yeah, okay, he's, he's not a spring chicken. Okay, <laughs> you think that's what the word is? Um, but it was all like it was a scene in Taken Three where he was hopping a fence to get away from the cops, mm-hmm. and it was like about thirty fast cuts of him jumping the fence. <laughs> so you know it was not him. All right, the entire time. <laughs> But I don't yeah. know, man. This is a Liam Neeson movie. Yeah. I, I I watch all of these for absolutely no reason oh, at all. Definitely but gonna check it out. I'm definitely gonna yeah, have to yeah. watch it, dude. It's gonna be like trash, but it's gonna be fun. And you can get some of those. And my and my question is like, have you never seen Taken? Have you never seen Taken Two? Have you ever seen Taken Three? Why do y'all keep on taking this man's damn family, okay? He's not going to be happy yeah. about it, and he's going to kill you, okay? I didn't, I didn't know there was a Taken 3. There, Is there really a Taken 3? And guess who was in it? Force Whitaker. The great Force Whitaker was in Taken 3. All right. Yes. So. I saw Taken 1 and 2. I didn't know there was a Taken 3. They need to stop taking this damn man's kids. Yeah, leave this man alone. Like, he's man. trying to retire. <laughs> Peacefully, man. <laughs> he's just trying to. Tried to hang out and just won't leave him alone, man. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Let's go to the theater, <laughs> you know, Sunday matinee. Oh, yeah. Goof Definitely off to that one, definitely man. Definitely going to watch it, yeah. All right, brother. So you sent me one. 
Um, really excited for this movie, Studio 666. Oh, yes. uh, this just kind of popped up on my Facebook feed one day. Uh, and I was like, okay, they're going to make a documentary or something about, about their album coming up. Because it didn't say uh, Studio 666 on the, the news feed. It was just like Foo Fighters yeah. movie coming up or whatever. I was like, oh, cool. You know, I like watching their stuff. And you know, then, like an Apple TV doc yeah, or yeah, something, yeah, exactly. right? Yeah. That's what I thought it was. And then I was just watching it, and I was like, oh, my God. They're they're really making a horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> About the horror movie of them writing an album. Yeah. And, and I think I told you this. A real, that kind of Army of Army of the Dead uh, uh, kind of vibe. And... Looks like a nothing but practical effects. Good. Uh, real excited about that. And Dave Grohl, man, and the rest of the band just being themselves in a haunted, well, basically the haunted house where they were trying to write now. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. <laughs> so it's cool because we're going to get a little bit of insight, right, on on how the Foo Fighters actually create an album. Yeah. And then it's going to take this weird left turn <laughs> into horror comedy. Which is going to be fabulous. Yes. Like, everything about it, man. I'm super excited for this one. Um, you know, I listened to a, a podcast recently with uh, Dave Grohl. This was not talked about, man. I'm really, like, this is popped up out of nowhere. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it was just there. I did not see this on the <laughs> radar, man. <clears throat> but no, yeah, dude. Definitely has, like, like Sam Raimi, Evil Dead vibes. Yeah. Where there's this crap happening in the house. People are getting... Um, Killed, people are getting possessed yeah. and stuff, man. Uh, looks like Dave Rose is out to kill everybody, yeah. bro. Yeah, he looks like he's going to be uh, taking some, some band members' heads off, possibly. The, the symbol kill? Oh, my God. Let's That's... go. I'm in the theater for this one, bro. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine listening to this through the... Listen to their music they make and stuff on there through the system at the movie theater. Dude, it's going to be badass. Yeah, super awesome. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Uh, this dude has been in Star Wars. This dude has been Ivan Ooze. Um, uh, what's so funny? He he looked just like Ivan Ooze. Did he not? He, 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 I mean, he played Apocalypse, but he looked more like Ivan Ooze yeah, from yeah, yeah. Power mean, Rangers. It's true. It's true. Um, you know, he's even... Uh, the dude from from Dune, man. So he he's out here doing his thing, and now he joins the Marvel Cinematic Universe mm-hmm. as Moon Knight, bro. I mean, he's just taking over, ain't he? He's, he's hitting them all. He's a fan. He's like, yo, every he, studio, let's yeah. go. <laughs> every franchise, I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up, bro. He's like, he's like, if Chris Pratt can do it, yeah. damn it, I can too. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. Talk to me, man. So, I don't know a lot about Moon Knight in general. Not at all. Uh, so, everything I'm getting right now is from this trailer. The trailer, though, just looks dope, right? It's something that we haven't seen before. It, it's this... I feel like it's really that ruthless fighter kind of vigilante thing being pulled into the MCU. Yeah. You know, this, this guy's just out taking people out and usually, you know, so far in the MCU, it's, 
a big, huge plot. It's a big plan um, to kill half the universe or, you know, just take somebody out. This guy's just out beating people up. Yeah. Flipping his head switches. Oh, said that backwards. (laughs) (laughs) The, The switch in his head flips and he's Moon Knight because he's schizophrenic, right? Is that what? That's exactly what he yeah, is. Yeah. I was just about to dive into that, man. Yeah. That's that's the fun of this, right? Where everybody craps on this movie, but Iron Man 3, you know, we, we dealt with a little you, bit of... Uh, you were backing that thing hard. Dude, that's my movie, bro. <laughs> I don't care what anybody says. You see me, world? I can You can look at you now, okay? Iron Man 3 yeah. is a damn good movie, okay? Shane Black, Robert Downey Jr. did their thing, okay? <laughs> my stamp of approval. I gotta let that sit for like a minute. No, yeah, I can't, I can't drink gonna it. It's gonna go yeah. everywhere. But no, man, we dealt with like a little bit of like you know head trauma and stuff like that from Tony in, in that movie. But this is going to dive really deep into it, man. This mm-hmm. is a condition that Mark Spector has, who is um, you know a, a mercenary, and we bring he brings that aspect to the MCU, man. So he's going through a lot of stuff. He doesn't know if he's. Uh, this person or that person or he's all these people at the same exact yeah. time. There's a lot going on with this guy, man. What I'm excited about is us really diving in as the the um, viewers to see the blending of the line between yeah. like reality or you know, what's happening, what's really not happening, man. I think that's going to be fantastic, bro. This is kind of kind of going into the mystical kind yeah. of thing, right? Uh, we see a little bit of that with. Doctor Strange, uh, but this is like a different, different type of that, right? It's like like, like an magic. Egyptian. It has like an yeah. Egyptian goddess power backing or something like that. I Once mean, again, I mean, yeah, sure. I'm oh. not. I'm not. I don't know much about Moon Knight. <laughs> don't get me wrong, bro. Knight. But um, and you know what? When I when there is a uh, character that I don't know much about, yeah, I'm not that person who's gonna dive deep into the stuff to find right. out. I'm like, you know what? They're bringing out this product. They're bringing out this TV show or this movie. Let them sell it to us, right? Sell it to me, bro. Sell it. Yep. So, <clears throat> yeah, man, this is going to be fun. Oscar Isaac is that dude, brother. Spider-Man 2, man. You ready yeah. to throw it back? Let me hit you one of these real quick. Let's go! Because <laughs> that's what this movie was. That's Nothing right. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Good deal. All right, guys, we're gonna throw it back here. We got Spider Man Two. Uh, this movie came out in two thousand four. Uh, other movies that came out that year that I really enjoyed that were really good: uh, The Machinist, The Butterfly Effect, The Notebook, Man on Fire, dude, best Denzel Washington mm-hmm. movie ever. Uh, Friday Night Lights and the best ESPN Eight, the Ocho Classic. Come on, dude, Dodgeball. Just it doesn't get any better than that, man. You know, we haven't had a Ashton Kutcher movie on here yet. We, have, about we haven't talked about the Kutch yet. No, he ain't been on here yet. Hey, guys, season three, Kutcher's coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> I love that we got the camera yeah. right yeah, here. Yeah, it's right. Just, just look over there. Yep. None of these are getting cut up and put on YouTube. It's all good, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Um, we got Spider-Man 2, and it is directed by the great Sam Raimi. He came back to direct again. This one had a large writer's room. Uh, Alfred Goh, Miles Millar, Michael Chabon, and Alvin Sargent. 
this had a budget of two hundred million, and the box office brought in seven hundred and eighty nine million. All right. And I assume that number's probably just stupid growing right now after No Way Home. Yeah. I can't. I, I can't imagine how much more money those movies are making because they got like four dollars from me when I had to rent it on Amazon Prime. <laughs> <laughs> And you know, there's a lot of theaters who was like, a lot of smaller trains as well was like, you know what, let's rerun these movies as well, leading up, so. All right, starting this one, uh, Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker slash Spider-Man, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson, James Franco as Harry Osborn, Alfred Molina as Dr. Otto Octavius, Rosemary Harris as Aunt May. Donna Murphy as Rosie Octavius, and J.K. Simmons as James Jonah Jameson, and a bunch of cameos a throughout bunch the whole movie. A bunch of cameos, definitely, brother. All right, man. <clears throat> uh, like you do all the time, go ahead and start us off real good for season yeah. three. Yeah. Give us that quick synopsis, player. So, in this one, we have our friendly neighborhood Spider Man. You know, he's trying to live two lives right now. You got Spidey, and you got Peter Parker. Um, neither one of them has a good time during this movie, I don't feel like. <laughs> it was a pretty rough go for both of Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, you throw in MJ and Harry. Makes everything else a little messier for him as well. But he tries to retire Spider-Man in this movie, and Doc Ock drags him back in. He's trying to live Peter Parker's life, and he quickly finds out he can't. Then he's still trying to work things out with MJ. Now, this movie is from 2004, guys, like I said. And at the time, to me, I don't know what you feel like, Javi, Mm -hmm. but to me, 2004, when this movie dropped, it was literally the very best iteration of a comic book movie. Now, mind you, we're four years from Iron Man, okay? We're four years from The Dark Knight. Did we have, uh, was Blade out already when this one came out? Blade came out before this. Came yes. out before this. So. Yes. I mean, you know, Blade was pretty dope. Blade was really, really dope. <laughs> what Blade was not, Blade was 1998. Gotcha. What Blade was not, though, not the very best iteration of a comic book movie, man. Let me talk about yeah. this real quick, brother. Spider-Man 2 is the very definition of a comic book movie. The plot surrounds a young man's struggles, right? Something... Mm-hmm. That Stanley, Ditko, all these guys, you know, talked about, they wrote about, they drew about, right? Is this young man struggle while trying to balance his personal life and his life life as a superhero? Like full stop in in the yeah. pod right there, guys. Like <laughs> like that right there. Give me two but, and a half hours of that. Yeah, I'm sold. Yeah, I see what you're saying. And this one too, like just the way it was put together. Oh my god, yeah, was was a lot more. Uh, "Quote unquote" to the to the camera there, uh, yeah, the camera uh, cut like a comic book yeah. movie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Blade was a badass movie, but it was a straightforward fighting movie, action movie. Yes, yeah, it was an action movie, correct? Yeah, you know. So I got you. Blade Blade could actually more exist in a Christopher Nolan Dark Knight oh. world, yeah, yeah, than anything, right? Yeah, so. And I love the Christopher Nolan movie, so. Right, right, right. But anyway, let's jump into the characters, man. Yeah. Um, I, and th- that's the plot. The plot is just struggling. Like, the struggle yeah. is is real for everybody. And once oh, we yeah. jump into these characters, man, 
you'll see that there was a lot of crap that happened in the first movie, but like everybody struggled, man. Top yeah, to bottom. Yeah. So oh, yeah. uh Peter is struggling as a college student, right? He's struggling with money, he's struggling with telling MJ how he really feels about her, and struggling to keep his relationship with Harry Osborne afloat. Also, he's still struggling with the guilt of his uncle, so he can't tell Aunt May exactly how he yeah. feels. Um, this dude is living that life that a lot of us young 20, well, when we were young and 20, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, we're exactly living, man. With, yeah. We had a lot of problems we were dealing with, you know, living paycheck to paycheck. Things were rough, man. It wasn't as easy going as life can be. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, obviously we post up and we watch this movie mm. And see how he overcomes all of this, man. Yeah, I mean, he has to get by with just disrespect the whole movie. <laughs> Peter Parker's just disrespected every scene of this movie. Yeah, I felt like. 100%. <laughs> just, and, I, and I'm watching this movie, and I'm sitting on the couch. I watched it uh, this weekend. I just sat on the couch by myself, and I'm talking to myself in the movie. I'm like, why is he just getting treated like this? Dude. Like, Just every scene was just something disrespectful to Peter Parker. I mean, you can just say it, dude. This is, uh, you know, we have that M mature next to our <laughs> pod, dude. He gets shit on the entire movie, bro. Okay. Let's just call it what it is, man. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> and it's interesting, right? That's... Remember, this is our first like silver screen iteration of Peter Parker, Spider-Man. Yeah. And in the comics he did, they like upped it by like 10, 15 mm-hmm. times though, man, just to show like his struggle, bro. Yeah. Like everybody's doing it, man. And he just kind of shrugs it off. Yeah. You know, we talked about on our on our pod last season, you know, the different Spider-Man iterations and everything and that was what Toby Maguire was good at, right? He was just good at being like, "Oh, yeah, that sucks, <laughs> but I got to keep going forward." And like the perfect example of what you just said is like the Basically, the opening scene of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The whole opening scene from uh, we see him like on the moped or you know, he's at the pizza place, picks up the pizzas. And then he and then he goes and uh, he has to like come in the janitor closet or whatever. Yeah. And he's like trying to mess with all those brooms that fall. <laughs> and he's just cool the whole time. He gets up to the desk and the lady's like, I'm not paying for those. You're late. And he's like, okay. okay. <laughs> just, you know, like, he's just so used to it by now, I guess. Just the getting shit on, like you said. Oh, man. <laughs> and, like, it, it sets it up, man, for mm-hmm. a, a movie that's going to deal with struggles, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the that's the overarching, man. So, I do like Peter that he plays an everyday man. Um, you know, it's something, like I said, it's something that we deal with on a day-to-day as well. Yeah. Um, I do like the fight in this kid, man. He's not my favorite uh, Spider-Man. Right. He was, obviously, at the time, because he was our only one. Only one, yeah. Um, but the kid has a lot of fight in him. Man. Right. He keeps, he keeps going. Man. All right, guys. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. Bobby, how's it going, man? I'm doing pretty good, pretty good, but I've been having a couple things on my mind. Talk to me, man. What's going on? Spit it out. You know, I've really been wanting to talk about weapons and uh, movie weapons. You know I love weapons. 
I mean, you just said the word weapons a lot. But I get it. So let's talk then, brother. What are amongst your favorites? So let's get this over with. We'll kick it off with a lightsaber. Fire. Uh, as a musician, the guitar case guns from Desperado. Very classy, brother. And, uh, you know, I figured it'd be nice to have just a neuralizer in my pocket for whenever I need that. Men in black and people, brother, just <laughs> letting them forget everything, right? <laughs> Shades in the neuralizer, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're a package deal, bro. You can't have one yeah. without the other. <laughs> Dope, bro. Let me tell you about a few of mine. Yeah. That sword from Blade is just fire. Mm. Right? It has that secret mm-hmm. way you have to hold it. And if you hold it the wrong way, basically, if you're not Blade, it's taking your hand off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Skyfall, James Bond had a Walter PP7 that had his fingerprint encoded to it. Only he can fire the gun, man. That was just yeah. really, really cool. And the visual was amazing with that. And obviously, taking it to the MCU. Chris Evans himself, Captain America, and that amazing shield, man. Come on. That thing defies the laws of physics. (laughs) I love it, it, though, man. It can be used for offense and defense. Um, I love that it is a symbol of American greatness, but also what America can strive to be, man. All right. Javi, we talked about these. Are we good now? Can we get back to the pod? I got one more. That's my favorite. Come on. Talk to me. Mjolnir. Ah, the hammer. I know we have Stormbreaker in the MCU now. But I don't believe it has that anti-theft device installed like Mirnir does. <laughs> Think anybody can wield wield Stormbreaker if you're strong enough. <laughs> but you know, all you have to do is be worthy, and you become a god when you pick up Mirnir, and nobody else can touch it. I would try the uh, Mirnir. I can't even pronounce it, man. But that is a fire weapon, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Definitely good call on that one, man. We love our movie weapons, and we know you guys do as well. Yeah, team. Hit us up on our Movie in the Pod socials and we can talk about all of your favorite movie weapons. Now we can get back to the pod. All right, let's go over here to uh, Kirsten Dunst as Mary Jane Watson. Talk to me, brother. I don't like her. I don't like her. Let me ask you a question. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good point there okay <laughs> did you like her in the first movie i know we're talking about two uh, here but did you like her yeah, in the first movie? um i mean i don't think i disliked her as much as i do in this movie yeah uh just because it's like she's not playing like just his friend here i don't feel like like it's like there's so much of like her it feels like she's leading them on like the whole movie, but she's still going to marry this uh, astronaut guy, bro. Even after she finds out he's Spider-Man and she, and he's like, we can't do this. She's like, all right, well, I'm still going to go marry this dude. Bro. (laughs) Bro. Right. His surprise birthday party in the beginning. Okay. (laughs) It all happens. He goes out and takes the, takes the trash out. They have a little talk by the fence. Oh yeah. Fence is the spot. And it's, it's been, yes. And, She's trying to get out of him, like, hey, uh, are you going to confess your feelings for yeah. me that I have for you? Yeah. And he's like, are you still living, you know, where, where you're living? Yeah. And she goes, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm seeing a guy. Like, why did you drag this? Why did you want my man to say all of this? Were you going yeah. to say that to him regardless? Right. Like, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand it, man. Uh, but, yeah, that's how it is the whole movie. Yeah, so she's a uh, – She's a model and an actor who is Peter's 
neighbor from high school, and she's dating someone, uh, <laughs> but has a quiet love for Peter. And, you know, that's what she's struggling with in this movie, man. Like, I, and it's less of a, obviously, it's a far less struggle than, than him. Yeah. But she doesn't, especially, like, the, the upside-down kiss scene mm. with her and uh, Jameson, she doesn't love this guy. Right. It's, you know, status, money, New York celebrity fame, shit, yeah. shit like that. But she loves Peter. Yeah, she she kind of confesses to Peter before she knows he's Spider Man, and Peter's like, "Nah, I'm straight. Yeah. You know, you don't mess with me too much. This movie, yeah, exactly." <laughs> <laughs> Which is like one of the few times he stood up for, for himself yeah, as yeah. Peter. You know what I mean? Um, all right, <laughs> let's jump over here to uh, Alfred Molina as Doctor Octo Octavius, aka Doc Ock, man. Uh, once again, 2004, yeah. uh, but still stands the test of time. And one of the greatest comic book-based movie villains of all time here, man. You take a great theater and movie actor in Alfred Molina. Mm-hmm. He just shines as this grieving doctor uh, who wants to do right by his recently deceased wife, but also struggling to fight the AI arms that it's attached yeah. to his cerebellum or whatever. I don't know anything yeah, about where, brain stuff. Where he put like the most precious part of his life right in the base of his neck. It's whatever. <laughs> yeah, <you know. laughs> he designed these magnificent claws and <laughs> they, they control him now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. 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 But wow. like That's funny. his performance, man, I, you know, at the time people were just like, I remember after Spider-Man 2, they, I mean, after Spider-Man, they were doing the casting. They yeah. Were saying that they're like Alfred Molina. Everybody was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> He's such a theater, you know, elegant yeah. actor. I think guys like that are the ones who can really pull these characters yeah. off. Yeah. Because they got to feel their their whole thing, like, with emotion. Yeah. when they're When they're doing theater and stuff like that, that's how you do it, right? Body language, emotion, everything. And I feel like these guys are always the ones that can really pull off a good villain role. He's one of the best, man. And him in this movie, you, he is the villain. But he's one of the first villains that you see that's like, yo, I, I feel for this dude. Yeah. Man. Right? Like, you kind of... You kind of want to, you're kind of rooting for him at the same exact time. It's a, it's a tough, right? Yeah. So I guess you can say that even us as like the viewers, yeah. right, are struggling to be like, ooh, Spider Man or Doc Ock because uh, I get Spider Man, but like Doc Ock's going through some shit as well. Yeah, exactly. Like you see him trying to move humanity forward, right? Yeah. Basically, Ark kind of like Tony Stark. Um, he's looking to help the world by creating the the reactor he was trying to, to work on. So it's, it's one of those guys you see him doing good, and that's what he wants to do, and he is pursuing that, and then he just loses everything. Yeah. And, you know, it's... And it's not even him as Dr. Octavius going crazy. It's the the arms controlling him. 
Which is so another it's all character jacked. by themselves. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's all jacked up there. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really an interesting story uh, of his. The man, the myth, the living legend, bro. You ready? James Franco, bro. Harry Osborne. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, he takes a different approach in this movie, man. We we come off him. Uh, he lost his father. Yep. You know, he lost his his bread and butter, which was his father and everything. So he's now kind of doing some stuff within Oscorp, Mm -hmm. right? Leading some divisions, trying to get things off the ground. Uh, But he's struggling in a few different ways himself, right? With his relationship with Peter, because Peter works with Spider-Man to get all his pictures and everything. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, he blames Spider-Man for the death of his father, um, it's just a lot, you yeah. know what I mean? That that he's going through, and I get it. He's he's out to make a name for himself right. now that his his father has passed away, and they've had a weird relationship. Yeah, he's really all business in this one. All business. Everything he says, everything he does is business, business, business. But let's talk James Franco at the um, planetarium when he's like drunk off his ass, <laughs> dude. That's acting right there, man. Man, he he did his damn thing right there. That's man. what he does, man. He's, he's good at it. <laughs> he really he's very, is. He's very good at it, <laughs> no matter what role he's playing. Uh, I liked how how Harry Osborne was put into this movie. Yeah. So, you know, we can move forward a little bit to, like, Spider-Man 3 mm-hmm. and how, you know, in my opinion, how chaotic that movie was. It was all over the damn place, but yeah. So chaotic. So... We have James Franco in this movie, and I mean, we could say MJ as well. Mm-hmm. They don't take over Doc Ock and Spider Man. Yeah. Uh, you don't see Harry much without Peter or Spider Man in this movie until the very end. Um, MJ, she's always a bit of a focus in the movie, it's whatever. But he's placed in here so well that it's like, it's not a Harry Osborne story. It's a Harry Osborn interacting with Peter and Spider-Man story. Exactly. And I really appreciate that because it could have been a mess. Oh, yeah. Could have been a mess real quick. If they did what they wanted to do, Mm -hmm. um, they were going to center around Harry's grief. Right. And him doing everything that he can and going after Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, with just from the comics and everything, spider bots. There's gonna there would be like uh, it just off it's, the rails. It was about to go off the rails, guys. Okay, <laughs> and, and uh, the studio was like, "All right, maybe maybe for the third one, maybe we'll, we'll figure it out. Let's reel yeah. it back a little yeah, bit yeah. here." So good. Yeah, it was really good. <clears throat> All right, man. Uh, two more characters I want to yeah. talk about here. Uh, let's start off first with R- Rosemary Harris as Aunt May. Um, you know, she is Peter's aunt, his support system, um, our first iteration of Aunt May. I do like how Aunt May got younger and hotter in all the movies, by the way. Remember that. I mean, that's um, typical. I mean, YOLO. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but, but this Aunt May, she's uh, struggling with her bills. I was going to say that about, about uh, Peter Parker as well, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, true, true, true. Um, she, so she's struggling with her bills and the loss of her husband, and you can see that does still take a toll on her, yeah. man, right? Where she's 
still wants to be that aunt and that caring for Peter and give him money and stuff, right. knowing damn well she ain't really got it. But she's gonna she, do it. She's gonna do it anyway, do, right? And do what she's got to do. And that's just that's just love right there. Yeah. Man. That's just that's his family, and that was really uh, interesting to see. Even though Peter got that jip from him as soon as he walked in his apartment, so. <laughs> you know, she's always getting into trouble, man. She's, Aunt May's always always in the middle of it, isn't she? Come on, Aunt May, get out the damn bank. What's wrong with you? She's woman? A, she she must have been a troublemaker in her in her early years. Oh, I bet she was a fast mom yeah. back in the day, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. One more person I want to talk about, man. And like the real the real living legend here. J.K. Simmons, man. Uh <laughs> J. Jonah Jameson, man. The editor in chief of the Daily Bugle. Talk to me, brother. I mean, this dude hasn't given this role up. <laughs> he really is. Yo, you can even he, he does not. There cannot be another J.J. Uh, Jameson. Ever. There's never going to be another one. Uh, what I can hear is also seeing him wearing the spider suit. <laughs> you know, uh, I think in another another uh, version of him in the multiverse, I'm sure, I'd like to see him as Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I filled the suit out. That's uh, all I'm going to say. Swole, bro. He, he filled the suit out. <laughs> got, got swole in that, right? No, he, he's, he's just this role. He's taken it, and he's made it him. You know, that, that he's made that character. He made, he made himself the vision of that character. Yeah. It's hard to see somebody else and hear another voice in that role. And he's just doing it, man. They, every movie. He's getting paid every movie. Yo, man. So you could even say that he did it in The Amazing Spider-Man because all he got was a text message. All, all Peter got was a text message from him, right? So you could even say that was Jonah. Um, but, but no, man, this dude is like loud, boisterous, um, an a-hole, laughs right (laughs) into Peter's face, does not care. Um, he's, he's what you enjoy every time he's on stage, man. Every time he's on the film, every time he's right there in center stage, he is right there, and it's just fun every single yeah. time, bro. Because you know he's going to deliver some, like, fast, <laughs> quippy lines uh, that nobody else can keep yep. up with him, man. He's the smartest guy in the room. Um, just fantastic. Tour de force yeah. from J.K., man. Yeah, one of my favorites is he uh, – Peter's in there talking to him. He's like, you're fired. And Peter starts walking out, and they're like, we got the uh, the event tonight. He's like, hey, 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 come back here. You're hired. This <laughs> <laughs> is perfect. Perfect for that character, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, JK, definitely man. All right, brother. Let's um, go over here real quick, man. I don't want to spend too much time here like we always do, but uh, the sets and the music here, I just want to say, dude, this, one of the best iterations of a comic book movie, still stands. Um, Just big and beautiful, bro. Just bright and just colors everywhere. Um, I love that. We talked about yeah. that with the Suicide Squad, right? Yep. Um, looks like just pages directly out of a comic book, man. Right. Yeah, it gives you that real, uh, real comic book feel, and along with, like I said earlier, the the way it's cut together. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Just quick moving scenes. You know, it's almost it's almost like you're flipping through the pages, and you're just looking at 
kind of storyboard. That's right? exactly what you were doing, man. While yeah. you're watching, I'm just like, flip, flip. Yeah. It was just good, good time, man. <laughs> um, and New York is is alive in this movie, man. I really enjoyed that. Even though some of this movie was shot in Chicago, um, but the look and the feel, you know, it's a big, it it's a big yeah, man, yeah. right? Whoever can get the tax credits, right? <laughs> but, um, but yeah, New York is alive. Um, it's just fun, and like I said, it just bright and beautiful comic book movie. I loved yeah. it. Uh, the great Danny Elfman, man. Um, this guy understands the assignment. Okay, he definitely does. And going back and forth between like somber, struggling to like his big, boisterous, lambastic, heroic music, I, mm-hmm. dude, set you in the mood, set you in the tone every single time, right. brother. One of the best composers, man. Hey, Cloud, what was your favorite scene in this movie? We had some good ones, <sighs> man. Um, this movie. Well, let me let me. Back it up, guys. You know I like telling stories, so um, oh, yeah. I've probably seen. I've probably watched. Excuse me, perfect grammar here. I probably watched the <laughs> yeah. first Spider-Man movie a good one hundred times. Cool. I've probably seen Spider-Man two a good four hundred times. No <laughs> lie. Right, this movie is glued in my brain. My eyes, okay, no as one of the, <laughs> I just love it. It just pops at me, you know, every, yeah. every time. Um, <clears throat> so, it's the, it's the fight scene. It's the first fight scene between Doc Ock and Spider Man. Is when Aunt May is like on the. Uh, she has her umbrella, and yeah. it's kind of ho- she's holding starts onto at the that bank, there. right? Start, at the starts of the bank, yeah. goes on the, the, the side of the building, right? Oh yeah. And in particularly, right, you want to zoom into like a part of that scene mm-hmm. is he's trying to save Aunt May. Yeah. And he's telling her to hang on, hold on, I'm I'm coming, right? And that's like one straight out of the comics. That's what mm-hmm. he's telling people. Yo, I'm on the way. Yeah. Like, yo, you gotta <laughs> hang on for me. Just. Just uh, give me a minute. You got, I got eight arms at yeah. me right now, bro. I got eight <laughs> limbs coming at me right now, fam. But if you zoom in just a little bit closer, right after he says that, him and Doc Ock are fighting in air and just the punching and mm-hmm. the web slinging and, and the kicking and, and the action right there, man. That's that's Spider Man versus Doc Ock right there, yeah. bro. Yeah. Right, take out everything else, take out the bank and the other mm-hmm. fight scenes and everything of that nature. It's right there, yeah. man. And Spidey swinging, yo, swinging hard, yeah. yeah. Right, right. I did, I but like obviously now the internet just rules, right? Right. So it's 2022 now. <laughs> um, and then when Spider Man uh, No Way Home came out, somebody said, Imagine like if Spider Man landed one punch to this guy's face. He'd be dead. Yeah. He'd be dead. And it's it's true, right? <laughs> it's true. I mean, I know <laughs> there is a, a comic book where Doc Ock takes over Peter's body. Yeah. And he does that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Spider's done that to, Spider-Man's done that to a few people in the comics as well, when he just lets go and bust, blows some jaws off. Yeah. I don't, I don't think we know Spider-Man's, like, real strength. Yeah. Um, cause he's like uh, Superman where he's just like, all right, I'm not gonna, yeah, you know, yeah. 3% power, 3% yeah. power. Right. <laughs> um, but 
<laughs> We're going off the rails, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. But no, man, that was just really fun to watch. Yeah. And you just see with those arms, Doc Ock is a very formidable foe. Mm-hmm. And he's a very, like, tactician with those arms, man, and, and defense, man. That was just fun to watch, brother. Yeah, yeah. What about you, man? I liked the operating room scene. Dude. I feel like that really gave us, like, oh, the vibe of these arms are are alive. And evil. Yes, yeah, I mean it's a it's a horror movie scene. Yeah, thank you. That's all it is. Like there's just blood splashing and kind of that uh quirky quirky acting, quirky camera work where it's like zooms in, zooms out, there's this blood, people I I like that one. Dude, and, that, that, and that's what Sam Raimi does, bro. Yeah. Like the Evil Dead movies. Right. Right? That's <laughs> what he does right there. Exactly. And that's that's something that's always uh stayed in my mind that scene just how it's put together. But, like, the best part about that scene is, like, Doc Ock is just laying there. Right, Unconscious. Right. The arms are just going at it. Yeah, so. and then, like, when he does get up, he's just, like, it's like they picked him up, and he's like, what? I don't know what's happening. What the? What the <laughs> did, I, did I drink Jaeger again? Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the Jaeger bombs again last night, did we? Oh, gosh, my gosh. guys. <laughs> I told you, man. No Jaeger. <laughs> Yeah. All right, man. Let's go ahead and uh, let me jump into this theme here. All right, dude. Um, I thought long and hard about this. Um, actually, I didn't think long and hard about this at all. Once again, I see this movie a lot. Yeah, I got you. Um, and it's kind of the same theme even now. Um, you know, at the age of thirty-four, uh, no matter what, no matter how many times you get knocked down, no matter how many punches are landed on you. You know, you always get back up. That's, that's this movie, man. That's, that's the struggle, whatever you're getting through, man, whatever's happening to Mm -hmm. you, right? Uh, Just get back up because there's always the next step you have to take. And that's exactly what Sam Raimi and this, these writers were trying to tell, man, and they delivered on that. All right, guys. So uh, that is our conversation about Spider-Man Two. All right, welcome to season three, Javi. How you feeling, brother? Man, that was fantastic, dude. Yeah, been like two weeks, and it's been a long two weeks. Hey, man, some upgrades though. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I know. (laughs) I like it. All right, man. Fun being in here. Talk to me, brother. What were your thoughts and ratings about this flick here? So I think I'm on the same page as you. This is definitely my favorite out of the trilogy. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love the focus on Doc Ock and Peter, and I liked the stories with the other with the other characters being out of focus. I guess you could say. Yeah. You know, they just kind of ran alongside everybody and wasn't a big chaotic mess. The way the movie was put together, comic book wise, the snapshots, all the all the fun scenes in this one, man. I'm gonna go with the five out of five. Yeah. This is this is the one. I mean, if it would have been a different one of the other two, it wouldn't have got a five out of five. Yeah. This one does. Yeah. This one definitely does. Yeah. Yeah, man. What about you, man? Um, yeah, dude, I'm I'm right there next to you, brother. We're starting off uh season three very strong, yeah. man, with this movie. Uh this flick gets an easy five bucks of popcorn. Yeah. Um <laughs> it has the most rewatchability and is the best elements from a Spider Man comic book um out of this 
trilogy right here, man. Like I would I would even say seeing all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh the Raimi trilogy, the web the two web web movies, the Tasman movies, and then the, the home movies. Um this is number two. I would say I would say it's No Way Home, and this is number two, man. And then, you know the rest kind of fall in there for yeah, me yeah. with Spider Man three way at the bottom. Uh, yeah, even ta- <laughs> even even Tasm two is above Spider Man three. Okay, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, Tasm two is way above Spider Man oh. three. But, that, but that's but, but beside the point. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah, that was just a mess of a movie, man. It's just a fantastic flick, yeah. man. If you've never seen this movie, I don't know what the hell you're doing with your life. Um, right, definitely right. watch this flick, man. All right, guys, we're welcoming you back here once again, season three. Yes, um, yes, yes, yes. really excited, man. We got some great things in store for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely hear us out every week, every Thursday, the pod drops. Thank you for subscribing to this week's episode, Talking Through Spider-Man 2. Next week, we'll be talking about the 2004 smash hit, Whiplash. That is streaming on Amazon Prime. I am Clyde Smith, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram as I am Clyde D. Smith. I'm Javier Villalobos. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at MrJ8200. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Confidence starts with loving who you are. And when your skin feels nourished and glows on the outside, you naturally radiate confidence from the inside. Give your skin a glow up with Osea's clinically proven Mega Moisture Duo. This ultra-hydrating body care features two of Osea's bestsellers, Andaria Algae Body Oil and Andaria Collagen Body Lotion. These seaweed-powered heroes use skincare-level ingredients normally reserved for your face for results you can see and confidence you can feel. Osea has been making clean, clinically proven seaweed-infused face and body care products for over 28 years. This luxurious skincare is vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Glow from the inside out. Get 10% off your first order with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A-Malibu.com, code GLOW.